Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Could you please stand as you are able for this morning's scripture reading? This morning we read from John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cut off, cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. Um. 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. <laughs> yes. Let's all go to the lobby. Not yet. There are plenty of treats, by the way, in the community room. So, uh, so you'll definitely want to head to that lobby after worship is over. Uh, so welcome. Welcome to one of the fun and interesting worship series here at Journey of Hope. For the next three weeks, we're going to focus on some of the film's biggest blockbusters. There's something special about going to the movies and hearing the, the stories and... Uh, Told in the stories that are told in words and in images and motion, all leading to emotional reactions and emotional experiences. I wonder what some of your favorite movies are. You might like romantic comedies, drama, action, maybe spaghetti westerns, or even musicals. But they all have something in common. You see, these movies take us on a journey, telling us a story and helping us to believe in the characters, whether we like them or not. Throughout my ministry, I have always looked for ways to see the sacred in the secular, to see how, how God is sharing the gospel message in, in so many ways that we might not ever expect. The film industry is just one of those places where we can see messages of hope, grace, and love, and even sacrifice. And so over these next three weeks, we're going to look at these three wonderful movies and some of the messages that are found within them. My hope is that you will not only see the messages shared by these characters, but that you will also watch other movies, your favorite movies, and look for those messages of hope, grace, and love that is found in them. So next week, we're going to talk about The Goonies. Uh, and I've got to say, I, I, I admit this, I have not seen Goonies. And I know so many have said, how can you have never seen Goonies? I don't know. Maybe I did and I just blocked it out. I, I don't know. Uh, but next week, we're going to talk about The Goonies. Uh, and the week after that, we're going to talk about one of Disney's newest movies. Uh, and maybe some of you have seen this movie, Encanto. Because we don't talk about Bruno. Yes, we don't talk about Bruno. That comes out of that movie. But we're going to find out what Encanto has to tell us. Uh, and so I encourage you to, to come out for that in, in a couple of weeks. But this week, we turn our attention to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That wonderful Marvel movie about an unexpected group of superheroes and their quest to save the galaxy. I encourage you to have your bulletins in there. You are going to have your compass guides. It's going to have your scripture passages and questions for throughout the week, as well as places that you can jot down some notes. So when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, you can jot those down so that you don't forget them. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we thank you for an opportunity to come and listen 
and to hear your words. And so, God, with that in mind, God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be mine, but that they would be your words, a message for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm sure that not everyone has, here has seen this installment of the Marvel Universe, but I think there's still a good number of you who probably have. In fact, I actually heard from a few of you that said, this is like my, one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. But I'm sure that I'm not going to be offering any spoilers as I share a brief overview of this action-packed movie. You see, the, star, the story is based around a character, Star-Lord. Although his name is really Peter Quill, Peter is not a perfect person. We find out pretty quickly that his, that his mom passes away from a disease, but before she dies, she gives him a gift. She gives him the gift of music. You see, the soundtrack for this movie plays like a wonderful 70s and 80s concert with great tunes that are shared throughout the movie, and they all come via a cassette tape of his mom's favorite songs. How many still have cassette tapes in their house? Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> How many people actually have a way to play them? Okay, good. Because <laughs> that becomes the problem. You've got them, but you can't play them. Well, it's okay. So right after uh, Peter's mom dies, Peter's abducted by a group called the Ravagers and is raised by them. But Peter finds himself in trouble when he tries to steal an orb, this little orb, uh, but not really realizing the power that it holds and also all the different people who are looking for that same orb. Once he realizes the power, he begins to understand the need to protect it from falling into the wrong hands. And in order to protect it, he needs to escape from a prison, and he does so with the help of an unusual group of people who eventually become really good friends and a wonderful team. These people, I should say, we're going to have a test afterwards, so remember these names. Not really. Uh, Gamora, Drax, the Destroyer, Rocket, the Raccoon, and Groot a tree-like humanoid who seems to only say three words throughout the entire movie. I am Groot. Rocket actually can understand what he's saying every time he says it, but that's the words that he speaks. Well, throughout the rest of the story, this group faces many enemies and runs into multiple life and death situations. In some of these situations, it's in some of these situations that we find our theme today. This is a theme that we find in many movies and many stories. I remember the movie, maybe you remember this one, Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge is a, is a military movie from, I believe it was, well, it's World War I or World War II. Uh, I don't remember right offhand. Probably one. Uh, where the main character refuses to carry a gun, even though he is a soldier in a war. He becomes a medic and serves on the front lines. And in one of the most memorable scenes, he pauses and listens for a guiding voice. When, we discern, when he discerns the voice, he hears a call to rescue those injured in the field of battle. And every time he goes back into that field, he says, just one more. Just one more. 
This man risked his life for others. It was his sacrifice that led to so many different lives being saved. And as we think of Independence Day, we remember many of the lives lost, but also the lives of those who risked everything to protect each other and all of us from our enemies. I mean, I think we've all heard stories like this. A well-known pastor, Brennan Manning, uh, was saved when a fellow soldier jumped on a hand grenade. You see, Brennan wasn't his original name as he chose to take the name of the person who sacrificed his life for Brennan's. And then in our movie today, we find multiple times when people paid, uh, laid their lives down for others. I've got a couple of scenes that I want to show you today from this movie. Uh, the first one involves Peter and Gamora. Uh, now, they have been in the middle of a fight with some enemy fighter ships when Gamora's ship is gunned down, leaving her floating in space. Peter knows that she's going to die if she is left out there, so he takes matters into his own hands. And so watch this for yourself. body mod should keep her alive a couple more minutes, but there's nothing we can do for her. These pods aren't meant to be out here. The second we're going to be in the same boat. Well? Yondu! Yondu! This is Quill! My coordinates are 227 K32. Quill, what are you doing? Just outside nowhere. If you're there, Come get me. I'm all yours. see, Peter was hoping that Yandu was going to arrive in time, but he didn't know that for sure. He was willing to give up his life so that Gomorrah could live. Where else have you seen that played out in your life? What other stories can you think of where someone truly laid their life down for someone else? I know one for sure. 
In our passage from John today, we hear Jesus talking about love and how there is no greater love than the one who would lay down their life for their friends. And this verse comes in an interesting time of Jesus' ministry. Just a couple of chapters earlier, we find where Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples. Which he tells us, uh, when when they tell us that, this tells us that they're in Jerusalem. And the time has come for Jesus to be crucified. Jesus is preparing to lay down his life so that those disciples could live. So that we all could live. This conversation is happening during a time when Jesus is trying to teach them as much as he could while he was still on this earth. This is in the middle of four chapters in John that are in red. Meaning four complete chapters of Jesus' words for us. I still wonder if the disciples understood that, that while Jesus was talking about vines and branches, he slips in words about this great sacrifice of love. But then again, when I think about it, Jesus' sacrifice comes to us and becomes even more real to us when we are truly abiding in him. Our translation this morning said remaining in him. The words of sacrifice are intertwined with a message of salvation. I wonder if you have looked at a vine full of branches and from a distance, could you see the differentiation in the branches? Could you tell which one was leading to a particular set of grapes or flowers? I mean, probably not when you look at that, what seems to be some type of jumbled up mess of branches and vines. This is one way that we can see that abiding in Jesus is best seen in that vine. When we are so intertwined with Jesus, it becomes difficult to differentiate between ourselves and Jesus. What people see should be Jesus, not us. We should all begin our days with the words that that Andy Lindstrom shares with us when he prays for someone to see God in him that day. May someone see God in each of us today. So there's there's another scene in this movie that I want to show you involving Groot and the others. The ship that they had been flying in was badly damaged and they're preparing for a crash landing, knowing that they would probably not survive the impact. And at that moment, Groot decided to step into action. So go ahead and show that. This is Groot, by the way.
Stone Groot? You can't. You'll die. Why are you doing this? Why? Rocket the raccoon knew the impact was going to shatter Groot's branches, in essence, killing him. However, Groot was going to do it anyway. He was sacrificing himself for the group. Two things really stuck out to me as I watched this scene. First, Groot, who throughout all of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, only says three words, I am Groot. But now he says something different. He tells Rocket, we are Groot. The group is more important than the individual, and Groot is willing to sacrifice himself for the rest of the group. They are Groot. Second, in saving them, Groot Groot grows branches and vines These all intertwine with each other, forming a protective ball around his friends. The vines and branches wrap around Peter and Gamora, Rocket and Drox, saving them from the impact that would have killed them. They needed the vines and the branches, just like we need the vines and branches that Jesus provided. We need to be able to abide in the vine, the true vine. And only when we do will we bear fruit in our lives. Now, while I find many other themes and scenes that we could talk about, this one of sacrificial love is so strong throughout this movie. This is so important, but it begs the question. Does sacrificial love always means someone willing to die for someone else. I mean, yes, Jesus was willing and actually died on a cross in exchange for our lives. But is this what Jesus is talking about here? Is there a deeper meaning for us today? I think it's both. Jesus was truly speaking about the crucifixion that was only moments away for him and all of those gathered around him. But I also think they can have a profound meaning for us today. What does sacrificial love look like today? I mean, I think it, I think it means thinking of others before ourselves. It means looking out for our friends and our neighbors It means listening to people, hearing their stories, not to fix them, but to truly hear them. No judgment. It means encouraging others, even if if it isn't fully in line with where you are at at that moment. It means helping people in their time of need. It means giving of ourselves. It is in the giving of our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Shane Claiborne spent a summer with Mother Teresa and wrote about one of his experiences. And I want to end with this. People often ask me what Mother Teresa was like. Did she glow in the dark or have a halo? 
She was short, wrinkled, and precious, maybe even a little ornery, like a beautiful, wise old granny. But there was one thing I will never forget. Her feet were deformed. Each morning during Mass, I would stare at those feet. I wondered if Mother Teresa had leprosy, but I wasn't going to ask, of course. One day, a sister asked us, have you noticed Mother Teresa's feet? We nodded, curious. She said her feet are deformed because, you see, we get just enough donated shoes for everyone. And Mother does not want anyone to get stuck with the worst pair of shoes. So she digs through all of the donated shoes and finds the worst pair. Years of wearing bad shoes have deformed her feet. That's the kind of love that places our neighbor's needs before our own. That is sacrificial love. That is laying down one's life for the sake of others. Will you pray with me? Gracious, loving God, God, sometimes we hear words that, that are difficult. Words of sacrifice, words of laying down our lives, words of, of thinking about others before ourselves. God, that is so counterculture. We, we sometimes have a hard time understanding how we are supposed to do that. Because we live in a society that tells us otherwise. That it should be all about us our opinions, our lives, and our thoughts matter more than any others. Disturbing God, break us of that habit. Help us to think of others first. Help us to lay down our lives so that others may live. God, thank you for this message of love. Thank you for this message of hope. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Now as we get ready to go forth from this place, may we truly go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with us. And it goes with us always. Amen.